everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Christian in Progress. My name is Samuel Perez, and today is a very special episode just because I'm going to have a sit down with you guys and I'm going to share a little story, something that just recently happened to me. And I believe that this story is going to help you with your faith and understanding about prayer. You know, sometimes we feel like Jesus doesn't really answer our prayers, or maybe like God is not listening to us. And so this story is going to help you in your faith understand that he is definitely listening even when we think that he is not. So just a little bit about myself. My name is Samuel Perez and I am a former gay stripper. Yes, that's right. You heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ. And this podcast is all about how I do it why I do it, and to help others like me and educate those people that are not like me. So I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2021. And nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. We love honesty. So before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations. We have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, click on the description and you will find a link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. And we also have my website where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App, and that is SamuelAbrahamPerez.com. So with that being done, our little introduction, I just want to sit down and just be real with you guys and talk to you guys about something that recently happened to me. Um, Lately, I have been feeling not the best when it comes to prayer. And I'm I'm just being honest with you guys. You know, sometimes in a, a Christian walk, we can get really caught up, especially in ministry or uh, reading the Bible and studying and, you know, just different things or friendships or relationships. And, and sometimes we forget about the power um, behind our prayers. And so uh, recently, I've just been having one of those down moments where I haven't really been praying as much as I used to. And if you guys know anything about me, um, you know that I love prayer, especially worship and specifically. I actually interned at International House of Prayer in Miami for about uh, six or eight months. <laughs> I don't remember. But uh, prayer is something that is so important to me because it's communication with God. And this doesn't mean that I stopped praying in any way. I was doing my regular morning prayers, nightly prayers, and just praying every now and then throughout my day. But you know those prayers where you just... You kind of close yourself away and you get alone in your room and and you just get lost in his presence and then 30 minutes go by, an hour goes by and you're like, whoa, I've been talking to God for this long. And, and those are the types of prayer that I am referring to. And I hadn't been doing that in a while. And I think uh, it had a lot to do with just maybe I I didn't think that Jesus would actually hear a lot of my prayers, even though I know that he is going to hear them. It was something like the, the, the feelings based um, that maybe he was not listening to many of my prayers or maybe he didn't care if I spent that hour with him or 30 minutes with him just talking to him. And so for me, it's very it's it's a lot easier to worship and to sing to Jesus than it is to just sit down and, and to talk with Jesus. I find that a little bit more difficult. And so Recently, I, I wanted to make a change. Uh, I had been told by my mentor, because um, I have accountability in him. For those of you who don't know, I do have a mentor. He's amazing and awesome. 
And uh, he just told me, I want you this week, you know, to, uh, to spend more time in prayer with the Lord. And I took that very seriously because whenever someone who's been appointed as your leader, anything like that, uh, they say something to you, there's probably a reason behind that. So I took it seriously. I said, okay, you know what? Uh, uh, on Wednesday, I have this, um, I have a prayer set that I usually go to at a local church. And they just have a room with some uh, guitars and and they just play piano and they stream it and, and they do kind of a spontaneous worship and prayer for about an hour. And so it was Wednesday morning and I woke up and, um, and I knew that I, that I wanted to spend some time with the Lord. And uh, Wednesdays are really difficult for me because those are the days that I do my live streams um, on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. So it's a very busy day for me. Um, usually it's not the day for prayer. I mean, it should be because I'm so busy just studying, studying God's word and preparing myself for the live stream of the night and getting the costumes ready and so on. And so um, I was really tired. I was like, man, I should just get some rest. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling very, very exhausted. Um, it was about, I think maybe 9 a.m. And usually I like to sleep in the mornings uh, on Wednesdays um, so that later on in the day, if I get tired, the, the live streams are a little bit late. They're at 9 p.m. I want to jump on the live stream. I want to have a lot of energy. I want to be able to uh, explain myself thoroughly and have all of my mind completely like um, rested. And so I was like, it's not a good idea to get up right now at 9 a.m. because maybe later I might want to take a nap and that's going to make me like really uh, groggy for the live stream later on that day. And so there was just a lot of thoughts in my head of just preventing me from seeking the Lord and from just going to my prayer room, which is in my living room. Um, instead of it being a living room, we pray in that room, me and my family. And, um, and just turning up the music and, and worshiping and spending time with the Lord. And I also just personally felt like I really didn't have much to say to Jesus. I didn't have much to say to God. And, um, and, and that's kind of, you know, when, when you've been spending some years with the Lord, it's, it's almost like you're reading the Word, you're discovering Him. There's times where you're like really excited about, like when I first came to Jesus, I was so excited about the things that I was learning and understanding. And then, and then I would read the Bible and read the Bible more and more and more. And things just kind of became repetitive. And prayers that I had prayed or wanted to pray, I had already prayed. You know, so, um, so recently it's just kind of been like this uh, repetitive cycle of just like, well, I already prayed that. I've already been on the Lord in this topic. I've already talked to him about this. And so I don't really have anything new to bring to the table. Like I don't know what to say to the Lord. And that was also preventing me from just spending a, a good hour in his presence. I was like, you know, let me just sleep. I don't have much to say to him. If I pray, what am I going to pray about? And these, all these thoughts were running through my mind. And so I just felt like I was being attacked, you know, in my mind um, by whatever. It was just like an attack from the enemy because the enemy does not want us to pray. That is communication with God. Of course, he doesn't want us communicating with the Lord because every time that we do, if we're going to find something so special for our souls and for our spirits. And so um, I really thought about it and I said, you know what? No, I'm going to get up. I'm going to start my day. Even if I get tired later on in the afternoon, I want to, I want to spend time with, with God. And it was really hard for me to get up, guys. I'm not a morning person at all. I am like, when it comes to mornings, I just, 
I don't do it. <laughs> I am much uh, like I and for some of you guys, 9 a.m. is very late. That's very early for me. <laughs> I, I tend to be a more of a night guy. I'm even filming this at night. I have so much more energy at night. I'm very creative at night. In the mornings, it's like black, black. You know, there's just nothing there. My, my mind's not working. And so to get up out of bed was very difficult for me. And, um, and I was like, I'm going to do this because I want to spend some time with Jesus. I want to spend some time and, and also just uh, adhere to the words of, the, of my mentor who had told me, you know, this is something that might help you in your walk right now. So I get up and I head over to my prayer room. I, you know, wash my face and I start like uh, I put on my face mask because I do a face mask every morning um, to hydrate that skin. <laughs> Got to look good for you guys on camera. It's hard being on camera all the time. You see all your imperfections on your face and everything. So I started doing my face mask in the morning, brush my teeth, and I went straight to the prayer room and, and I told the Lord, I don't really have anything to say. Like, God, I don't, I don't have anything to pray about today. That makes me a little sad because, you know, the Lord is always so willing to come and spend time with us. And even sometimes when we don't have much to say, he just wants to sit with us, you know. And so it makes me a little emotional. But as I'm retelling the story, it was an emotional day and I'm pretty emotional today. So um, I I just told God, I don't I don't have anything to say. I don't really have much to tell you or anything to pray about God. And uh, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and just said, open up the Bible, read me a psalm. I remember in the beginning years of my uh, journey, I say it like it was so long ago, it was only four four years ago, and I used to watch a lot of Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, right? I don't know if you guys have heard that show, it's great, it's on YouTube, and uh, there was this one episode where this girl, she, uh, the whole premise of the show is that they talk about things that happen to them supernaturally from the Lord, right? And um, some of them are like really exaggerated and, you know, it's people's experiences, so I, I enjoy them. It's testimonies nonetheless. And there was this one girl who said, um, the Lord loves it when you read Psalms to him. And uh, that she was able to ex experience the presence of the Holy Spirit so much more deeper when she would just pray a psalm or sing a psalm, even more so sing a psalm uh, to the Lord. And so... I thought about that in that moment and I said, all right, well, I'm just going to open up my Bible and I'm going to pick a song. I don't even know what song I'm going to pick, but I'm just going to pick a song. You know, that Bible roulette kind of thing where you open up the Bible and you look for, you, know, you just kind of point your finger into a certain verse and, and that's the one that you're going to read. That's the one that the Lord is speaking to you about. And so I did that and I ended up in Psalm 63, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Psalm 63. I got my Bible right next to me. And, uh, and while I was there, I just said, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this psalm, try to encounter the Lord, put some pad music in the background. If you guys don't use pad music when you're praying, great tool to really get you into that, like, spirit, um, into the spirit, especially if you're a musician like me. And so I uh, put that pad music, started reading Psalm 3. I read it one time, and I, and I, and I started to encounter the Holy Spirit. And what I mean by that is I started to feel like I wasn't alone in the room anymore. Um, I invited the Holy Spirit as I was reading the psalm to come and spend time with me and that this time was going to be dedicated to the Holy Spirit and that, and that we were going to have a talk. And I wanted to have a talk um, with Jesus and, and the Father. And so open up, start reading Psalm 63. I'm going to read you guys a little excerpt of what I have here of Psalm 63. And, um, and I wanted to make it my own. So um, I just read, uh, th these are the first two verses, Psalm 63, one, one through two, it says, 
O God, you are my God, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, and my flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. If you haven't read Psalm 63, it is a beautiful psalm. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, I think it's one of my favorite psalms, honestly. And, um, and when I was reading it, I didn't realize because I was using another Bible that I have in the living room and not my main Bible, which is all written up and highlighted. And in my main Bible, uh, I actually had spent time in this psalm before and I didn't, re- I didn't even realize it. This psalm was a special psalm to my heart um, because uh, I had written on the page in Hebrew, um, I love you, Father, or I love you. And I think it says it here. It's, um, I don't, I'm going to butcher it if I try, but it's like, Ani Ohem Ataha. And it, I believe it means I love you, Dad, or I love you, or I love you, Father, or something like that. <laughs> but I did, it, I did it years ago, so I don't remember um, that much how to say it. And I didn't realize that this was the same psalm that I encountered the Father like a couple of years back ago because I was using a different Bible, and it, there was nothing on that Bible. And so um, it's one of my favorites. And, and so I decided to do this, and you can, you can probably follow my example if you want to follow. Um, I decided to take each line and just kind of make it my own. So, oh God, you are my God. And I would pause and I would just say, how is God my God? You know, what has he done for me? Why do I feel like I belong to him and he belongs to me? And so I would pray those words and I would tell him how I felt about that. And then I would move on to the next line. And I, would, I, would, I wasn't in a rush. I, I don't like to rush my prayer time. And, and so the next line, early will I seek you. And I thought about that morning because that morning was early for me. It was 9 a.m. And so I said, God, you know, I've, I've, I've stood up here and, and I'm, 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 I'm seeking out your face at nine in the morning. And, and I want to seek you. I want to see your face. And I started going after that. And so the part where it says, um, my soul thirsts for you and my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. I was going to do the exact same thing. I was just going to make it my own. And I did make it my own. And while I was um, making it my own, the I heard kind of like this, like just this little gentle voice, almost like my, like a, like if, if you're hearing from your own conscience, um, just like, oh, you shouldn't do that or do this or do that. You know, like just like the voice inside of your own head. And I heard this voice say to me, um, read the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. And I didn't know where that was in the Bible. I mean, obviously, I know uh, John 4, if I were to look it up. Um, but I was like, I'm doing a whole thing here. You know, I'm like, I've started on Psalm 63. You know, I'm, I'm doing line by line. I'm the kind of guy that I'm very organizational. So if I start something, I like to finish it. And I'm, I'm very, you know, rules. I, I love rules. And so it keeps things in line. <laughs> and so I decided, I was like, no, I'm, I'm doing a whole thing with Psalm 63. I'm going line by line. I'm not going to go into another section of the Bible, you know, that that's going to ruin the thing I got going on. And I'm, I was encountering the Lord here in this in Psalm. So, um, but I felt a strong conviction I, to just go to read about the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. And, and I kind of doubted myself for a second there. I was like, Oh, you know, that's that's not God. That's just me and just I'm familiar with the story and so I'm thinking about the water and I'm thinking about the well and and so these are probably just my own thoughts and it's not really the Lord speaking to me or anything like that. 
and um, and I almost shrugged it off, but I'm really glad that I didn't. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just go there. Psalm 63 can wait. We can come back to it. I know it's so it's so dumb hearing hearing it back, but I was like concerned about the thing that I was doing. So I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just go there. So I went to John 4 and I started reading that whole section about this Samaritan woman who comes to the well and she's about to draw water and Jesus is like, will you draw some water for me? And then she's like, uh, who do you think you are, buddy? Like, you don't even have like a, a bucket or anything. You, you, I can't draw water for you and you're not special. You know, just kind of get it yourself. I'm like paraphrasing. And, um, and Jesus says to her, like, if only like you knew like who you're talking to. And so uh, this is John 4, 13 through 14. He says, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And uh, I sometimes like to think that I am in the Bible a Mary, a Mary Magdalene, right? Um, because she's so cool. She like gets Jesus. Uh, she pours out the oil upon Jesus' feet. That's like a whole thing. That's a whole teaching. International House of Prayer and you know upper room. They talk about Mary Magdalene all the time. You know, it's like this woman who just took her time to pour the oil over Jesus and kiss kiss his feet, and you know who loved Jesus so much and um, really saw the significance. And I so I always pictured myself as like uh, in terms of spirit, like Mary Magdalene. You know, just so in love with Jesus and kissing him and understanding the forgiveness that he's that he's had for me in my life especially as a dirty sinner and um in this moment i really identified with the samaritan woman and i identified with her because she too was a very sinful woman and um not only was she sinful she you know she had four different husbands she was kind of like everywhere seeking attention and uh she had like the sassiness when it came to the lord and she didn't really get it in the beginning and uh but when she did get it she dropped everything and she became one of the leading uh i would say like uh, evangelists uh for jesus in her village it says that so many came to jesus because of her testimony she dropped everything that she was doing and she said come and see this man who told me everything that i ever did and the entire town came to faith um, most, I wouldn't say the entire, but most of them came to Jesus because of her testimony. And so at the moment when I was thinking about that and praying, I really related to this woman um, only because it's kind of my story. <laughs> it, I like to think I'm a Mary Magdalene, but Mary Magdalene wasn't really that much a, an evangelist per se. There's no nowhere in the Bible where just to say that she went out and told villages about Jesus. She might have. Um, but she didn't really do that. She just kind of sat there at Jesus' feet, right? And that's a beautiful thing. But this Samaritan woman, she goes out there and she tells everybody. She's like telling everyone. She has no shame, no guilt. She's like, yeah, I've had four different husbands and I, I don't even care. Like I'm very promiscuous, but guys, there's a prophet and he's here and I want you guys to know about it. Like come and see who Jesus is. And, um, and that's how my life is sometimes. It's, uh, I just have this story of like all this shame and guilt and these things that I've done in my past. Many people, they wouldn't speak about it. They wouldn't talk about it um, because of what they think of people's opinions or um, what people might think about them. 
And I don't even care. I'm just like, come and see this man, Jesus, who like took away all of my sins and who made me new and made me clean and who I can dedicate my whole life to. Like, come and see the beautiful work that he's done in my life and everything he's ever said to me. And so uh, I related a lot to that story and I started encountering the Lord even more as I started to pray. And I, I began to weep and I always cry. I'm a crier. I'm even probably going to cry during this podcast. Um, I can get very emotional sometimes, very sensitive. And so I just began to weep before the Lord and just really encounter the Spirit. And I felt like He was there in the room and He was touching my heart at that moment. And so I went back to Psalm 63 and I started praying into that. Like, Oh Lord, you know, my soul thirsts for you and my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And I'm going to explain kind of what I think about this water and whoever drinks of this water will thirst again a little bit later on in the story because I want to give you guys some of what it meant to me personally. But uh, my soul has been thirsty for Jesus and all this time that I took away from praying and, and, and from just spending time with him, I was like, my... My flesh longs for you, God. You know, in this dry and thirsty land, this place where I can't find any direction. I can't find any peace. I can't find any truth. And I can't find any enjoyment. The only place I can find that are in you, Jesus. And so I started praying that. And I continued on throughout the entire psalm. And and I finished out the psalm. And then that's when I remembered that I had the prayer set that I was supposed to go to, this worship set. In this in this local church and um, I texted to make sure that it was still on and uh, I grabbed all my stuff got ready because I usually go to the gym after that um, save some time so I won't have to come back home prepared all my stuff grabbed all my all my things and I headed out to the location it this local church is a little bit far from me and so they were doing it at a different location this time and um, I was in my car and I had to get gas of course like the one time where I'm driving and I have to be at a location, I saw I had to stop for gas and they stream it. So I was like, okay, if I miss the first couple of minutes, I want to make sure that um, I'm, I'm hearing what they're saying because I don't like that, especially when it comes to movie theaters as well. Like, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I do not like to miss the first minutes of a movie. Like, that's so crucial and important. So if I'm late to like a movie theater, like I will do everything possible to not be late to catch those first minutes of the movie because then I just feel like I'm off throughout the entire movie. I don't know what's going on. Same thing with the prayer set, worship set. I want to know how they're going to start the prayer set, what they're going to introduce, what they're going to say um, before they we get into it, you know. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with like a worship set or a prayer set, it's just like, you know, two, three people, maybe more in the room and, and we we play instruments and we pray the person who's in charge of doing that and everybody else just listens and and takes it all in and meditates reads their bible or, or prays along you know quietly to themselves and the place where i go to it's not a lot of people that go there so it's it's awesome and so i uh i put on the stream as i was in the gas station and uh left the gas station i'm almost there and uh and uh my friend who opens up the worship set um i won't say his name but he opened up the worship set and he pulled out the bible and he says you know uh the lord has been really speaking to me this morning about something and i hadn't been in communication with him uh where like we text every now and then but nothing crazy and he opened up his bible and he says 
the Lord's been speaking to me about John 4. <laughs> and I tell you guys, when I heard that, I just burst into tears. And then he read the exact verse that was impacting me, which was John 4, um, 14, well, 13 through 14. And he said, whoever drinks of this water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And guys, when I say I started just crying so much, crying and weeping, and I was crying and weeping because, you know, sometimes you pray and you think like, did that even do anything? You know, did God even really hear me during that time? Or did I just waste my morning just, you know, la la da deed, I'm going to read God a Psalm and, you know, maybe I'll hear about it like when I die and he's just, oh, thank you for that morning, you know, that you read that Psalm, you know, and, and sometimes it's, you, we don't find confirmation that God is actually really hearing. Sorry, if you hear my stomach growling, it's because I'm really hungry. <laughs> but sometimes uh, you don't hear that confirmation from the Lord. And uh, and that makes me a little sad because I'm, I'm one of those people, I mean, I have to admit that it's like, I, I want to feel God. I want to know that he's, that he's really listening to me. And even though I do feel him when I pray and I'm in, in the living room and, I, and, I'm, and I'm weeping and I feel his presence, I... Sometimes you just want to, you just want God to come with the clouds and say, I'm here, I love you, and like, I appreciate you praying and spending time with me. Um, it's a little selfish, but I want that to happen. Like, I know you guys want to hear the voice of God too. I mean, who doesn't? So when my friend opened up the worship set and he said that verse, I said, what are the odds that out of 66 books in the Bible, 60, like 66 books and all these verses, that, that my friend would, would pick that one verse that I meditated on this morning to use for the set. And I just knew that that was God giving me a confirmation and basically telling me, Samuel, I love you so much. I love spending time with you. I love your voice in the mornings. I love it when you pray. I love it when you spend time with me. And I wanna, I wanna let you know I'm listening. I really am listening. And that really encouraged my faith, guys, because I was like, man, if he's listening, and sometimes like, you know, you know he's listening, you know he's listening, but it, sometimes it feels like he isn't. And that's how I've been feeling, and one of the reasons why I hadn't been going to him lately, just to sit down and pray, not specifically worship or anything like that. I'm like, I'm gonna do my morning prayer, my nightly prayer, but I'm not gonna sit down for an hour and just, you know, commute with him and, and have intimacy, which is so important, guys. I, it's so important to do that. Um, I can't stress that enough. But uh, it was a real encouragement to just hear that from the Lord and say, yeah, this wasn't a waste of time. I really did hear you. And uh, and today's word for you is, is that, you know, that I have that water that you need. And I'm going to pour that out on you. So I finally got to the prayer set. And we had a wonderful prayer set, wonderful worship, and I was singing and crying on the floor. I was, I was crying a lot. <laughs> they must think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> but I, I, I just left there feeling so refreshed. And today as I was preparing this, um, this podcast, I was reading a couple commentaries about John 4 and, uh, and, and this water. And so to me initially, uh, when I spend time with Jesus, it's kind of just refreshing it refreshes my spirit and my soul. It brings that peace to the calamity and the storms and the chaos that I face every day. And I know that you guys definitely face that as well. You know, there's days where 
everything in life is just going like crazy, you know, whether it's school or work or friendships or drama, you know, there's, there's always something. And we just need those moments where we just need peace. We just need him. And so when I think about that water of Jesus, that to me personally, without reading any commentaries, I'm just like, it's that, it's that refreshing. It's the refreshing of my spirit. And that's why when I read it in Psalm 63 of like, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you, in a dry and thirsty land. There's these things around this world and the news and the media and, and, and things that are just so dry, so dry. And when things are dry, they crack and they bleed and they break. And, uh, and God, he just comes in with that, with that water, comes in with his refreshing presence. And he's like, I'm going to smooth these things over. I'm going to bring healing to these situations. I'm going to bring peace and comfort. And that's why I long for God. That's why I long for Jesus in those times and in those intimacies. That's why I got up that morning. And so that's what I thought about it initially. But as I was studying um, this commentary, uh, I was reading somebody wrote that the, the water actually represents Holy Spirit. And I never, I never put those two together. <laughs> Just like in Revelation where it says like his voice is that of many waters, you know, a roaring of many waters. And, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit is that water. And I'll tell you why it's the water. Because it's that thing that initially just points us to Jesus. And when we read about in John chapter 14, it says that the job of the Holy Spirit is to continually remind us of the peace and of the direction and the, of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And so whoever drinks of this water that I shall give, what did Jesus give us? When he left, he told his disciples, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to be with you. I'm, 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 like, I'm going to bring a helper to you that's going to help you and going to direct you. And it's going to be closer than even me. And so when Jesus left, he didn't leave his disciples alone for, I mean, he did for a while. But then he, he brought a helper and that helper was the thing that he gave. And so Jesus is telling this woman at the Samaritan well, like, I, if you knew who I was, you would... You would ask me for this water. You would ask me for the spirit. And this spirit is never going to make you thirst again. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to have problems, that I'm not going to find myself in situations where I don't have peace and where I'm just kind of stuck in the chaos. It just means that when I look to him, there's always he's always going to be that peace for me and that comfort for me. And, um, and just like he stilled the storm, in, in the Sea of Galilee, and all the disciples were freaking out around him. They were like, what are we going to do? Uh, what's going to happen to us? He was like, everything's going to be okay. I just got to say one word, and it's going to all stop and go away. And so that that water, the spirit that he gives us, is, is something that causes to us to never thirst again because it's always with us. And so uh, that's what that's what David, when he was writing the Psalm 63, was writing about. He was looking unto a time where he would receive this water from the Lord. And so he says, I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. David was on the search for the same thing that this Samaritan woman was on the search for. Not the physical water, but the spiritual water of the Spirit of God. So, of course, if, if David wanted to encounter the Spirit, where would he go? He would go to the sanctuary where he could experience the Lord. And so now we don't have to go to a sanctuary. We just have to look inside 
because inside of us lives the Spirit. And Jesus has given us that beautiful gift of the Spirit to direct us into all comfort and, um, and all peace. And then he says, When I give you this water, in you will become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. That means that the increase of the Spirit gets more and more. It increases and increases as I draw closer and closer to Him. And I can, I can say that those things are true. Because when I first started my walk with Jesus, I mean, I was hungry for him, but I am way more hungry and I know so much more about the Lord than when I first started. There's an increase of the Spirit in me. And we see that in the book of Acts as well, where Peter, he's indwelled by the Spirit and he goes out, he preaches, and then he, and then he needs more of the Spirit and he gets an indwelling again in chapter 2. And so we just it's this thing that continually springs up inside of us. This water and the and the Greek word I love the Greek word that I found in the commentary was it's a jumping back and forth and that's definitely something that I've experienced especially being um, in the charismatic circles of churches you know you can be in any denomination but I grew up Pentecostal and and so I tend to be a little bit more charismatic but also I appreciate just the Bible <laughs> and uh, and not getting away from there not uh, like getting into crazy weird stuff. And so, uh, but I've experienced moments where the spirit has just jumped inside of me and it's almost like I'm carrying a baby, you know, it, but it's the spirit of God and it starts in my tummy, it starts in my belly and I can just feel I'm not alone. He's in me. And sometimes that's hard for us to process. It's like, how could God, the holy of holies, come and indwell a sinner like me? And that's the beauty of the gospel is that he makes you clean and he makes you righteous. And that's the only reason why he can come inside of us because of the sacrifice of Jesus and the way that he gave his life so that I could be made clean and righteous. And that's why he tells a Samaritan woman, hey, if you knew who I was, who, who I was or, or, or who I am, I should say, then you would, you would allow me to clean you and, and give you this beautiful spirit, this water that is gonna go, 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 go into eternity and that's the end goal that we're really looking at. We're really looking at the end goal of, I'm, I'm not just talking to God early in the morning because I want to have a cute little moment. Um, and I'm not just living this life today and doing these podcasts and, 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 and YouTube channels for my own enjoyment or popularity or fame or any of those types of things. But I'm doing it because there's an end goal. The end goal is that one day we're going to be reunited with Jesus face to face like he once was when he lived here 2,000 years ago with disciples, and it's going to be in greater glory. And so this spirit is a welling up of that. It's an increase of that continually, continually, continually until we unite with him once again into eternity. And that's so exciting to me. That's really exciting because um, with the chaos and, and this dry and thirsty land that we, that we read about, it's, uh, we, I know that some of us long for that. Some of us are in hopes of that. You know, we have faith, we have hope, and we have love. And, um, and that's, that's what we want to shoot for. And so, as I was uh, encountering the Lord that day, I wanted to share with you guys, because just like me, we get to seasons in our life or in our Christian journey where we think, God doesn't care if I pray. And God doesn't, He doesn't really listen, you know, um, or even the little details like 
what psalm I read him or um, even the little voices that are, are like if I hadn't been obedient to that voice in my head that said, hey, you know, go to John 4, you know, that gentle voice, which was the Holy Spirit directing me there, then I would have lost out on a really cool blessing of understanding like that he is like directing and guiding me that the Holy Spirit is very real. He's very real in our lives. And if we incline our ears to that gentle, beautiful voice, we can receive those little gifts and those little rewards from him. And so I want to encourage you guys that sometimes it might feel like the Lord isn't listening. Um, but just within this testimony, and I believe he can do it for you too, because this isn't the first time that the Lord has done things for me to reassure me that he is with me and that he loves me especially when we go through trials and tribulations and we think maybe he isn't and we're we're just downcast or depressed or sad you know um it maybe ruins a little bit of our faith but he steps in and he says no you don't have to be alone i'm with you and i love you and i'm listening and i want you to know that i'm listening because i am the i am and there's power behind that and so how this encourages you guys, and I also had brought up a couple more verses before we end out to remind you guys that it's not just this one time, um, uh, like it's not just me sharing this testimony to tell you, hey, God really listens to your prayers, but it's repeated for us in the scripture that he does listen. And so the first place that it's repeated is in 1 John five fourteen through 15. Uh, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Even Jesus taught us that we should always go petitioning to the Lord, that he wants that. He wants to hear from his children, just like a father and a mother want to hear from their kid. Just like when, when, when kids get home from school, what's the first thing that the parents ask the kid? How was your day? Tell me about your day. And Jesus is the same way. He wants to know about your day. He wants to know the petitions that you have. And not only that, whatever we ask of him, obviously according to his will, he is faithful to complete those petitions for us. And so we see it once again in John 9.31, where this uh, paralytic, uh, I'm sorry, this blind man is being questioned by the Pharisees for receiving healing from Jesus. And he says this, he says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. And that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Because um, it's like, God doesn't hear the prayers of the sinners, you know, the people who are against him. Only he hears those who are actively seeking and genuinely wanting the Lord and worshiping him and doing his will, which is what? What is the will that the Father has set out for us? To believe in Jesus. And to believe that his words are true. And that, and that the scripture that we have today is the truth in this world. And it says he hears us. And then another verse, just on top of that, so you can build doctrine on this, is Mark 11, 22 through 24. And here, the context is that he is teaching his disciples. And he says, so Jesus answered and said to them, and you can read more of the chapter, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those that things he says will be done 
he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. And so I don't want you guys to walk away from this situation and this podcast thinking I can ask God for anything. He's just going to do it. He's not a genie in a bottle. Um, And I want you guys to remember that he's not actually referring to an actual mountain. I've never heard of any Jesus follower moving a mountain with a prayer, but it's it's symbolic. Uh, Mountains in scriptures can represent problems, things that are really intense to climb through, right? So just like that song, um, The Climb by Miley Cyrus, she's not talking about an actual mountain. She's talking about a problem that she's facing. And so he says, whatever problem that you're facing, whatever mountain you're up against, if you believe God and you believe the will for um, for your life that he has, or his, kin- his kingdom will over you, um, to move this mountain, to get it out of the way, God will do that for you. And it may not look like the way that you expect it to look. It may look a little bit different, but he will answer you if you're genuinely seeking him out. And so I hope that this encourages you guys today. And uh, I had so much fun sharing this story with you all. I... I know that uh, when the Lord does things like this, it's not just so that I can keep it to myself and never share with anyone, um, but he does these things because he knows that I will share with people and not for anything like for myself, uh, for popularity or fame or any of those types of things, but he wants me to share so I can build up the body of Christ, which sometimes needs encouragement. And so if you found yourself in a situation like me where you're like, I don't, I don't really have a lot to say. I don't know if I should pray today, if I should spend that time, an hour, or even if he will hear me. I think it's worth it. And I really do believe that he does hear every little thing that comes out of your mouth. Not only does he hear, but he definitely cares. And he loves you with a love that is unmatchable. Like his love is unmatchable. Um, It cannot be compared to anything in this earth. And so uh, with that being said, I leave you guys here. I'm sorry it took me a while to upload. Sometimes I'm a little behind on my upload schedule and I'm trying to fix that. Um, But I enjoyed being here with you and I will see you next time on the next podcast. Also, I want to make a kind of like a commercial break here and let you guys know that I have a new Discord. Uh, It's an application where you can talk to me, send messages, Um, not just to me, but also to an entire community of Christians who are young and hungry for the Lord. We have young and we have older. It doesn't really matter your age. But there's over uh, almost 300 people on the Discord now who are from all over the world and all of us sharing our problems and pretty much uh, a lot of them follow my ministry. And so I'm in charge of the Discord there and I want to see you on there. I want to talk to you. I want to hear about your problems. We do calls. We do game nights. We uh, we have a, a special call for uh, people who have same-sex attraction and uh, special chats for them that are private. And so if you have same-sex attraction or you don't, join the Discord. You know, we have chats for people who are not struggling in that area and we have chats for people who are. And it's an opportunity to talk to me, receive any advice, questions, because sometimes I can't get through all the comments on YouTubes and Instagram and emails. But Discord, I'm very active on there. So that's a great place to get a hold of me. Um, We do have an application process, though. So when you join, just make sure that you fill out the questions that you're going to receive in direct messaging from a robot. Fill that out, your name, your age, where you're from, all that stuff. And then I'll be the one to approve you into the Discord. 
and get you in there so that you can have a fun time fellowshipping with people from all over the world who are hungry and who love the Lord. So um, don't forget to do that. The link should be down below wherever you're listening to this. I'll make sure to uh, link Discord. And, um, and I love you guys so much. I hope that the Lord blesses you. And I hope that you always put him first. And I hope that this has been an encouragement and an awesome story. And share if you like it. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Or leave a rating if you're listening to Apple um, or on, pot, on Spotify. I don't think there's ratings on Spotify. But uh, help a brother out, <laughs> especially if you can't financially. It does help me a ton when you guys share these videos and just comment and, and like and all that stuff. It builds up engagement. So I appreciate you all, and I will see you in the next episode next week. Peace out. Bye.